The goal of Fiapoka Podcast is to unpack contemporary Pacific Islander life across the diaspora and the multi-generational divide. We are bold, irreverent, and outspoken in our opinions. So be warned, you might not like what we say, but we will say it anyway. And welcome back to another episode of Fiat Poco Podcast, where we talk about Fiat Poco things, I guess. No, we're here to unpack... <laughs> we talk about everything. We're here to unpack contemporary Pacific Islander life. My name is Ryan. Who are you two? I'm, I'm Tavai, Ryan's mom. And I'm Josiah. Tavalina Tavayana. Okay. Um, Tavi, I don't know what to, well, what to call myself. I have so many aliases. I know. It's like you're an illegal or something. Just kidding. <laughs> no one is illegal. There are no illegal people. Um, all right. How are you guys doing? How was your week? Or how is your week going? What is today? Today's Tuesday? Something like that. Um, it's a work day for me. Sorry. It's a work day for me. It's just another day at the office, I guess. Boring. Josiah, something better. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, for me, yeah, I started work this week. I'm doing like this mentoring job where I'm mentoring three incoming freshmen. And um, this whole week, I've just kind of been stuck on Zoom, like from like early in the morning till like right now, I guess. So that's all I've been doing. Yeah. Well, that's a little more exciting. <laughs> Well, I, I I had an exciting afternoon today. I took leave. I took I took off of work. For what? This afternoon. I took my car in to get uh, my oil change and okay. my safety check that expired back in July. <laughs> so that's yeah, a, that's an accomplishment. Well, on the list of exciting, I don't think that qualifies, but... That was exciting because I got to hang out with my brother and my sister, May. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, congratulations. You're Thank redefining you. excitement. It doesn't, um, make much, it doesn't take much to make me excited. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're continuing into another, what, lockdown? We're going under lockdown again? Something along the lines of that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's been announced. So I guess our lives will just continue to be not exciting. So let's just move on to the FICA, okay? Gotcha. All right, let's do it. Okay, and we're back with the FICA, which is our opportunity to talk about things broadly, current events, fun things, all sorts of stuff. Uh, None of what we're talking about today is that fun. (laughs) Um, uh, The first thing is that COVID update, Hawaii is going back under lockdown as of like, I I forget, I saw the- On the 20th. On the 20th, well, that's- uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Two days from now, so this week. Uh, we're going back to the beginning where all non-essential businesses and things like that are going to be shut down. I believe people are going to be going back to teleworking again? Yes. Oh my gosh, you must be so excited to be... 
Well, my schedule, my new schedule for this lot, for this, the second lockdown is that I go in twice a week and oh. um, I telework the rest of the week, which I think I like better than just teleworking the entire week. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm going to like that better for my social life, but still um it's gonna be scary out there because the numbers are are crazy yeah i think consistently for the past few weeks the numbers have been in the three digits which is huge yeah. for hawaii because when things began um it was very it was very minor like there are very few people that were there are very few positive cases so now that we're at this point where it's getting to be a huge thing and people are not social distancing and people are getting too comfortable. I think it's, you know, about time to get this under control. It you know, is. For sure. And, and we're already seeing the numbers like slightly go down. They're still in the, they're still in the three digits, but instead of like 200 to 300 cases a day, it's more like 160, 170, not a big difference, but like, I guess it's better than 355 so yeah yeah but, but still the numbers are way too high yeah. i mean i remember the beginning back in march when we went on lockdown we for me i was so oh i was so scared you know i was so fearful of this virus thing so we were so um serious about it but like you said ryan that we're I think we're too comfortable with um, this new norm, you know, with the mask and, you know, all that stuff. I think we're just too comfortable. That's why the, the people are going back to their um, gatherings, their family um, gatherings, their church, um, restaurants, you know, and really, we are nowhere near going back to normal. We can't go back to our normal lives. There is no normal. This is the new normal. Yes, this is this is it. We just have to be happy with the the three people in your house. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be happy, be satisfied, and love on each other. Okay, there's no need to go outside your circle and uh, bring in the virus, you know, until 2021. Oh my goodness. It's, it's literally looking that way that this is not going to let up and we're going to be stuck for a really long time. And I mean, if it prevents more people dying, I think that that's a good thing. A lot of people like to bring up the numbers and say that there's such a small percentage of people that are actually dying from COVID. But if you really think about it, I mean, would you like your loved ones to be one of those statistics or do you yourself want to volunteer as tribute? <laughs> like, you know, like, and that's my thing with the whole kids going back to school thing. Like they say like, Oh, you know, less than 1% of children will get sick and maybe die. And it's like, okay, so why don't you send your kid to that school? You know, like don't put this upon everyone else to be like, yeah, I have to send my kid to school because you know, COVID, like it's school time. Like, no, it's not. It's school time during a pandemic. 
you should be able to decide like, mm, no, I, I'd rather not my kid get sick and die. So they're going to stay home and I'm going to homeschool them or something, you know, or find another option or just teach online. True. I mean, I don't envy any, any parent, you know, anyone that has children that's kids that are going to school now because there's so more, so much more that they have to deal with. They have to deal with teaching their kids at home um, and then also holding a full-time job to pay to, for survival. I mean, that's just crazy. And that's our life is so life. Life was hard enough when before COVID, now it's even harder. I don't know how people are coping with this, but like I said before, we just have to be patient. We have to be patient and just hang on and hope that we find that we'll get back to, I don't want to say normal, you know, to something better to, than what we have now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, it's kind of sad. I mean, talking about things being different and everything going online, did you guys watch the Democratic, um, what is it? Convention. The convention. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Did you guys watch it? Did you get a chance to? I peeked in. But then I national. It's Democratic National. I don't know why I couldn't think national of National Convention. The DNC. Yeah, the the national, convention. national Convention. Yes, DNC. That's what it is. Yes. But no, I I didn't. I I saw bits of it and I listened to the the some of the speakers and I know um I know that they put out that usually at these conventions they have politicians do the speeches and you know they have all these big wigs doing the speeches but this dnc they um those the voices that were heard were just regular americans which i right. thought was such a great thing and i think that a lot of the talking heads on like the news networks made it a point to like point out um Michelle Obama's speech, which is really moving and really powerful. But um, in general, I think what the Democratic Party is doing, and I might be wrong, but it seems like the DNC was more aimed towards appealing to people's hearts and minds about what's happening. You know, I mean, here we are with Donald Trump holding a rally in person without requiring masks, you know, a few months ago and risking people's lives. And then you know, the Democratic Party is here doing the right thing and holding it virtually via Zoom and showing all of these regular people and how they're dealing with things um, and showing how much they really care about people. Um, during Michelle Obama's uh, speech, she, it was, it was so beautifully crafted and she has such a great um, way of speaking that it seems very like heartfelt and meaningful. Um, but she addressed so many different communities of people with like very few words, you know. She talked about how the uh, the Trump administration has sort of divided a lot of people, especially in terms of like race and sexuality um, and all of these things and how the job of the president is to bring everyone together and 
to, you know, really lead the way. And I think the coolest thing is that she explicitly said, Donald Trump is not the right person for our president. You know, like the time is now to put somebody in there that can do the job. And so, you know, regardless of how we feel about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you know, no one presidential candidate is perfect, but these are the people that we are offering up to do the job and we think can do it successfully and definitely better than I think Donald Trump. True, I agree. Which brings us back to, bring us to Kamala Harris, Kamala, about how, how <laughs> why you, you say it like, why don't you say it like Pamela, but with a K, it's Pamela, Kamala Harris, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Yeah, so if you put an S on that, it's Samala, Samala. You know what Samala is in Samoan? I don't know, the sacred mom. Hammer, Hammer. Oh. Oh. Wouldn't that be a great, that's a great word for her. Hammer, you know. So anyway. Yeah, no, Kam- thank you. <laughs> Her name is Kamala. Come on, say it. Kamala, yes, Kamala, yes. So anyway, I wanted to say that when when he came out, when uh, Joe Biden came out, and um, and um, what, what's the word? Oh, this is before the DNC when he um, announced. Yes, when he Kamala, announced Kamala Harris as his running mate. Yes, as his running mate, I was just so happy. I was so happy. Actually, it wasn't my choice, but I am just so happy and glad that um, we have someone like her in um, in there, which is a great thing. She's, you know, she she gives me hope. She gives right. me hope right. for a better, better America. Yeah, and that's you know, important. And that's, yeah, that's what we need. So. Anyway, I wanted to just say that. Um, yeah, so I think election-wise, that's what's going on. Um, I am hoping, hoping, hoping that people really wake up and just put somebody blue back in there because the last four years have been trash. The entire, like, the United States is a laughing stock, you know, in the entire world. You know, the presidency should be something that people respect and not... Well, that's not true because they make fun of the president all the time. But like, I mean, worldwide, yeah. like, I mean, we should have do. we should have some like clout, you know? Like when we walk in the room, it should be like, oh, that's the president of the United States. At this point, people are like, oh, there's the president of the United States. So, <laughs> but any other like new things that we were talking about? What's going on right now? The sports thing. Oh, the, the NBA. The NBA. Yes. Right. Yes. Can someone talk about yeah. that? I think basketball is. Yes. Yeah. Um. So the NBA is finishing out their season. Um. They started back up, I think, like sometime last month. But um, it's pretty cool. Um. They're giving the players a little more freedom over like their jerseys and like how they want them designed and what they want on them. And a lot of NBA players have like taken advantage of like that freedom and have been putting phrases on the back of their jerseys that um, are in support of like the Black Lives Matter movement. And like, fra- there's phrases like equality and justice. A really notable one that I can think of is Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz. He put, um, say her name on the back of his jersey in honor oh, of Breonna cute. Taylor. Yeah, no, it's a pretty cool thing. And because um, 
the arena that they're playing in is privately owned. Um, they're able to, you know, like do a whole bunch of stuff to it. And um, there's actually um, on the court, um, they wrote uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. So it's all like, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I wish that the NFL would kind of have the same respect to people's voices and their opinions, especially making so much money off of the backs of um, men of color in that franchise. You know, they really should be able to, you know, have a voice. Like, I mean, it's really sad to think about Colin Kaepernick, you know, kneeling and then eventually losing his job. And then here we are in 2020 and the NBA is like, you know, hey, you know, voice your opinion. Like, talk about what you want to talk about. Start a conversation with your jersey. You know, I wish I wish that it didn't take this long for people to really wake up and understand that stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, I think that's it for right now. So let's move on to the Talanoa. Ready? Okay, and we're back with the main part of our show, which is the Talanoa. I also forgot in the beginning to mention, we know it's been a month since we've been, <laughs> since we released a new episode. <laughs> Sorry about that. We took a really quick break. Um, long story short, I attended an event of a friend's uh, and I was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID. So we needed to social distance for 14 days quarantine, make sure that we're okay. I ended up getting tested and turns out that I was negative. So that's great. And, you know, things are good, but we're also being really respectful of, you know, the times that we're in right now. And uh, that's why we are doing this recording over Zoom. So sorry about the sound quality. Um, Tobias doesn't know how to work a mic. So what are you talking about? Because I, get, I left a microphone at your house and you don't know how to set it up. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't, I, I have my ear, my ear, my ear part, so I'm thinking that's good enough. Oh, and aside from your COVID exposure, we had the hurricane. Oh, yeah. So, that, so it was like hurricane, then it was like exposure to COVID-19. And so we've been gone for a minute, but we're back. For now, yes. For yes, now, yeah. Um, but anyway, our main topic for today is what we are calling COVID colonialism. Does everyone know what that is? I don't. Yes, sir. <laughs> you don't. Yes, you do. So, I mean, specifically when we talk about COVID colonialism, we're talking about this recent phenomena of um, young, privileged, um, melanin deficient people (laughs) (laughs) escaping to hawaii to avoid this sort of global pandemic because uh at the beginning of everything hawaii was uh very safe you know there were not a lot of covid cases and it's kind of easy to control you know you could put uh people in quarantine for 14 days before they're allowed to uh, venture out into the island um you know, there aren't a lot of tourists right now. So it kind of seemed ideal for a lot of people. But what these people are forgetting to realize is that Hawaii doesn't exist 
as just a vacation destination. It's a home to millions of people. Million? Millions? Does anybody know how many people live here? Uh, a million. Around a million. Okay. Yeah. It's a home to one million. <laughs> it's a home to 1.6 million people. Yes. You know, and so the idea of, you know, someone coming to Hawaii to live their best life and, you know, to shirk all the responsibilities and to just, you know, frolic on the beach is responsible and it's disrespectful because one that is the absolute worst type of person that we like to have come visit the islands you know because these are the type of people that are going to be um, disrespectful of local culture and customs um, will not have a comprehensive education of the history of the you know of Hawaii and know like what's going on and why people feel the way that they do and I mean, third of all, it's just a risk to all of our health. So, you know, Becky and Christina, stay home. Like, <laughs> stay in Florida. You know, Florida's just like Hawaii. It's hot. You know, stay there. You know, but yeah, it's just, it's a huge level of entitlement that um, the locals and the native Hawaiians here are being really vigilant. And I support that. And, you know, calling people out, reporting people left and right, you know. Which brings us to the you experience. Well, what do you think about just that in general of people coming to Hawaii before we jump there? A big dislike. I mean, um, we have our own issues. We have our own problems here. Uh, we really don't need anyone else from the mainland or outside of that to to add on to our issues, add on to our problems. We are um, far, we're far away, we're, we're on this island and we only have so many resources mm. at our expense. I mean, we have what, less than 300 ICU beds. I oh, think. I think they're all full at this point. Yes, and then, you know, people coming in and get the, their experience, they contract this contract this thing and then ends up getting one of our beds, whereas one of our residents can get it. You know, it's just not a good thing. I mean, we welcome everyone to come to Hawaii, but not right now. You know, yeah. this is not the time, and it's selfish for them to to try to uh, benefit from our um, misery. You know, we're not allowed to go out. We're not, we're on lockdown. We're not allowed to live our normal lives. So why should, why would you want to come to go anywhere else and um, add on to other people's problems? I don't understand. You know, they're just a bunch of selfish people. Right. And since the beginning of this entire COVID thing, it's been like constant, like, um there have been groups of um uh for lack of a better word harley girls <laughs> that you know are just coming to hawaii to escape and they're like oh i'm moving in with my friend's mom or we're gonna move here and live here um there was even a cult called carbon nation that made waves a little bit here on the big island and i feel like people just need to realize like 
you know, the point that you brought up about the ICU beds is really important because there's a huge population of people in Hawaii that are at and below the poverty level who probably don't have insurance of any kind. And the people that are coming here that have the money to fly here and move here and do all these things probably do have insurance and might have a better chance of being the people that are taken over the people that have been residents here for a long time, you know? So I think that's a really important thing to think about that like you coming here could definitely take somebody else's spot and you could be responsible for that person's life. And you know, we can um, complain all we want about it, but there's not much, I mean, we can do something about it. We can go out there and report all of them, you know, call, call the hotline <laughs> and, re and report all those violators. But okay, it's, officer really, <laughs> it's really is up to the politicians, up to the governor, up to the mayor that they really need to put their foot down and say, enough is enough. We're not taking any more people. You know, death is not an option. So we need to really take care of our residents. Well, I think in general, Hawaii as a state needs to prioritize its residents and the local economy. You know, there's been a big issue with um, tourism being our primary and to some only way to make money as a state. But this is our opportunity to look at other options, you know, to really invest in the people that live here full time. Um, but you brought up the U experience and that was something super interesting. Um, if you haven't heard, the U experience was the brainchild of two Princeton graduates who decided that since everyone is being forced into lockdown um, and school is starting, why not collect all of these people that have to be stuck at home and depressed because of COVID and put them up in a hotel in these different destinations and have them just sort of study abroad, air quotations. And one of the destinations that they picked was Hawaii. And they rented out an entire hotel that was slated to like take thousands of like college students and to keep them sequestered there until they could all go out and explore and all these things. And that to me was one of the primary examples of COVID colonialism. Like, you know, these guys chose Hawaii specifically because they knew that the number of cases here was low. I mean, Hawaii was an easy, like it was an easy draw for people because of its, you know, it's a destination worldwide. And there was no real thought taken into how this would affect local people or how it could like affect the numbers of, uh, you know, people contracting COVID. So to me, when I first saw that it was 100% absolutely ridiculous. And one of the prime examples of how colonizers, for lack of a better term, are just so obsessed with this idea of making money that it doesn't matter who they could possibly harm or endanger in, you know, in doing what they're doing. So there's been this huge outcry uh, in the local community to get these guys out of here, you know? Yes, that's good. When, when I first saw it, I was just appalled at the ignorance and insensitivity of these Princeton graduates. 
you know, right. and, and I think it was 150 students. I don't think it was thousands, but you don't know if just, they had the money, if people were that interested, oh, yeah. they probably would have looked to expand. True. Because they, there were other hotels that were bidding or just waiting around for, for, um, the business. But the thing is that I'm so glad that the native Hawaiian group, um, I was so glad that they got on that petition to stop their foolishness, which is really great. And then as foolishness I read, is a very good word. <laughs> as I, yeah, I mean, as I read through the, the article on why, on their justification, on why they want to do this, and they, they use mental health crisis as their justification, I just couldn't understand that you know okay so their students now if i understand if i understand uh understand correctly this was for graduate students right not freshmen. i think it was just university students in general oh really you know so i was saying you know that's so unfair because this is you know for the rich and not for the average student, like my nephew, Saya. Well, you know. Oh, above average student. He's above average. Yes, above average, <laughs> yes. <laughs> above, above average, you know, because they, they, he can't go back to school, so he has to do this online thing. So where do they get off, you know, proposing such a, a stupid idea to bring not only they will bring COVID with them, the virus with them, but it's just crazy. I can't, the more I think about it, the more I get angry, you know, about how, how can they come up with such a stupid idea? Well, Especially just, now during the pandemic, you know, they talk about, you know, oh, they're going to be in this bubble. They're going to be in this bubble and they are not allowed to do this and do that. We all know college kids. We all know college students. They're the least the responsible people. <laughs> that they do. So there is no way they're going to stay in that bubble. And for them to keep saying that this, they're going to be in this bubble, this is no bubble. This is Hawaii. This is our home. And we want to keep it COVID free. That's, that's my thought about it. Hold on, give me and one second. I am really glad that they put a stop to that. Oh, did you cut me off our room? He better not be getting another snack. No, sorry. Louis was like barking a ton, so. I heard him, yes. Anyway, where were we? The you experience. I mean, thinking about how people can, you know, have the audacity to think that these things are appropriate is so frustrating. But it honestly, like, it stems from this history and frankly a culture of colonialism you know um europeans white europeans have sort of this idea and have had in history of the sort of entitlement to everything you know and so when you look back at the way that hawaii has been framed for people especially like in the 1950s when it became a state 50s and 60s because 59 was when it became a state you know the portrayal of hawaii to people was purely for like sales and 
you know, it was kind of getting people to imagine themselves here and to put themselves in the place of, you know, this is, this could be you, you know, on a beach in Hawaii, like enjoying your life. And that kind of mode of thinking has never kind of gone away, you know? And so I feel like we have to like figure out ways to teach people that, look, this is a product of colonialism and you like to say that, oh, all that happened hundreds of years ago, but here you are alive now reproducing those systems of oppression and, you know, frankly, being a colonizer yourself, you know, like, and so that's my biggest thing. And that's why I was so angered when I heard about the U experience. And uh, luckily I'm glad that they have decided to cancel Hawaii. Well, yes. no, we canceled them, but uh-huh. yes, it, <laughs> but was it is no longer a location offered. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea you know, later after the pandemic, I mean, they can do whatever they want, they want to do, you know, because that'll bring in in income, but that should not be done right now during the pandemic, period. Well, well, no, once the pandemic is over, that's not going to be a viable business anyway. So that's very short-sighted. They wanted to make a quick buck. This is like fire. Mm, Because once the pandemic is over, everybody goes back to in-person classes. Like, you know, so... But, you know, you got to give it to them for trying to be creative. You know, I thought that was pretty creative, but stupid. No, how about they create a way to um, arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor? <laughs> That'd be really True. creative. Like, yes. period. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, all over social media, we've seen this nonstop. Um, and it's just been... It's been exhausting. Have you guys felt exhausted, like, with the amount of people that have been, like, popping up and, you know, saying, like, oh, Hawaii check, or, like, I moved in the middle Mm -hmm. of the pandemic to escape COVID check. Like, that kind of stuff is just mad annoying. Mm -hmm. Very frustrating. It is. And that's why I say we need to be out there and don't be afraid to call that hotline and report what you see. And, you know, the Mayor, Mayor Cardwell's um, um, his new proclamation that he put out that mm-hmm. it's not 10 people anymore, it's five. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. it's five. So, anything, any groups above five, they they can get, they can be arrested. Yeah. Or be fined, yes. So, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the 20th and see what our leaders will decide if um, if we're going to telework or if we're going to just, um, you know, do what we're doing now. Because we still do have people that are teleworking that, um, you know, have health issues. But most of us, that the healthy ones are the ones that are out there. And that's yeah. me. Healthy. So. Healthy for now. You better wear your mask. I know. I am. I am. I, I have. In fact, I bought five just a couple hours ago, nice. just so I can match my outfits. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. So it's all good. Well, anybody have anything else to add regarding COVID colonialism or, you know, these colonial attitudes that people coming to Hawaii have. I know that people have been coming in. I was at Target yesterday and 
I saw a bunch of young college kids buying, you know, sort of like college life things at Target where it's like you have these little things on sale that are like perfect for college students to like, you know, move into their dorms. I've seen people buying stuff like that. So I know that people are moving into um, or moving to Hawaii still for school. Why are they moving in? I don't know. Don't know. That's so irritating. I mean, are the dorms open? Yep, they are. Uh, They are? Yeah, I went to UH today to pick up my books and uh, they had the Manoa move in check-in thing like you know you drive up and you like check in and move all your stuff in yeah so the lines were empty but i also went at like eight forty-five. so yeah <laughs> maybe they were all coming later i don't know but yeah any other thoughts hmm, interesting no no I, i'm just no. all right well let's close out the show we'll be right back yeah Okay, and we're back with the final moments of our first show since our unannounced, very brief hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> Again, forgive us for the quality of sound. Um, COVID's doing a number on us, but we're trying our best. Um, anything else anyone has to say? No, forgive us for the lives. And, 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 um, and um, lack of energy. I feel like we're, we're lacking energy here. That's well, this because... Is like, this is the second time we've had to do this episode, so... Yes. I think we're all just like, let's get it over with. Let's come on. Yes, okay. I have nothing more to say. I'm ready to go eat my roast. Yes. My ribeye roast from yesterday, because I didn't get to it. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that. It was very good. Thank you. Yes. But, yeah. Well, I guess that's hey, our show. Oh. Tomorrow uh, is people's birthday. Oh, Tobias' yes. little grandson, my nephew. Yes. So you can make sure you text him. <laughs> text his mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> okay, we'll do. But that's it for our show. Um, send us an email if you want to ask questions to divide for our new segment, Ask Tavi. Ask her questions about anything. It could be math. It could be science. It could be history. It could be physics. And she'll try to answer math. it. <laughs> and she'll try to answer it. Um, ask about my love life. Yeah. Oh. No, thank you. But <laughs> no. we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Aloha. So fast, like, thank you. If you like our show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email at fiapocopodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at fiapocopodcast or check out our website, fiapocopodcast.squarespace.com.